0: here we go
1: well hey guys this is me I'm Jess Vita y'all know what today is today is the burn ceremony so it is February 1st 2020 and we did decide to do it live so no one's gonna say their name of course you'll know when I do mine because I'm all about telling you the name I mean I did mine live on Facebook so it is what it is but we're gonna go ahead and get started and who's going first
0: yeah that's me okay Okay. This is to every person who has caused me hurting and to myself who deserves to heal. Mom, I miss you. Your death was the hardest thing that happened to me. Dad, you're one of the only people I can say has hurt me significantly that I've forgiven. While I don't remember every bruise you left, every beating or intimidation you put on me, I remember the anger, the sadness pain and defensiveness it instilled in me for the longest time walking around school knowing there were welts on my legs from your whipping left a shame in me i still can't put completely into words what's more though is when your best friend was sexually abusing me under your own roof i couldn't come to you for protection because your physical abuse left me with no trust the foster care system was ruthless it only ingrained my distrust in adults even harder on my heart because when you get tossed from foster home to foster home and shelter to shelter eight plus times in three years, your view on humanity, humanity starts to diminish, diminish. To the caseworker who forced me to choose between a mental institution and returning to my dad, screw you. To the foster mom who treated me like scum and made me feel like an outsider in what was supposed to be quote unquote home, screw you. I hope you are no longer treating foster kids that way or are not doing foster care. To my own distant relatives that took me in, then gave up on me when I had too many issues, I hope you realize the hurt you caused and I can look back and see it wasn't all my fault. To Sam, well, it's not my place to judge whether you go to heaven or hell, I hope you've turned your life around after the hell you put me through. Knowing that because I was too scared to testify, you didn't get the punishment you deserve and other girls could be Prayed on by you easier sickens me I only pray that's not the case to X to my ex Daniel I look back at all the innocence and youth you tainted and stole from me and it hurts my heart I spent eight years putting up with your BS the lies I believed the abuse I endured there's too much to write it all you raped me you tried strangling me you tried pushing me out of a moving car But more than any of the bruises or hurts, you emotionally abused me. I don't know if I can ever forget hearing you say, "Why don't I draw a bath for you and set out razors so you can just kill yourself?" As I cried, the closest I can come to forgiving you, and that I have come, was removing removing you and all content or all contact with you from my life. And this, and still to this day, I hear how you're trying to stalk me through social media and friends. Leave. Me alone forever move on then there are the smaller hurts the friends that ghosted me you know who you are we may not talk anymore but I still wonder what happened where did it all go wrong I have to give more reflection on my mother it is the saddest thing to me that I remember you suffering of cancer and dying more vividly than any of the happy memories your death felt like the beginning of the end of my happiness for the longest time I still remember being so depressed after you died. I wanted to stop eating. I wanted to stop doing anything but sleeping. And when I got out of bed, I could feel the weight of every organ it seemed in the weight of your loss. And I was mad at God. I was angry he didn't answer my prayers. When I lost you, I lost family too. And that's a whole nother story. And being out of the family for years and coming back to people who didn't even know me, new cousins, was heartbreaking. Lastly, when I burn this, I think of my men- my struggles with mental illness. The self-harm I did by rubbing my skin with erasers until my skin was raw. The time I-, I almost took a bottle of pills to kill myself on two occasions. Being in complete denial during my manic episode, yet so far gone, I underw- ever- went- underwent every symptom of full mania possible. Not to mention the pain of every hypomanic and depressive episode before and after getting the diagnosis of bipolar. Good riddance. I burn it all.
1: So how do you feel? Reading it aloud.
0: It's funny, I feel a little angry, but I feel a little bit of relief. And I remember though a therapist telling me that anger doesn't necessarily mean anger, that there's usually an underlying emotion beneath that. And I mm-hmm. think it's sadness. And I think that's where it's at right now. But I have the hope. That, you know, burning this and just ridding it from my hand to the paper, from the paper to the flame is just going to help me put it where it belongs behind me and to keep the pieces that I need to keep, which are the memories of my mom or the good that has come, like the forgiving of my dad or whoever. So, yeah. It's
1: also going to take some effort on your yeah. part as well. and. Don't think by reading it or no. burning it, it's gonna happen tomorrow. No, this is just a stepping stone so you can get there. And I got faith; you'll get there. Yeah, takes time, but you'll get there. You want to go next? Uh, yeah, sure.
2: So mine's a little bit different. Um, I started off with actually a fun fact. So, forgive and forget is a history lesson. The faith though, that phase dates from the thirteen ni- hundreds. And was proverbed by the mid-1500s. Forgive but never forget means to say you forgive someone. And then you go on and say, but I'll never forget, means you're still harboring negative thoughts and bitterness. But if you can't forget about anything completely, then you haven't forgiven. Forgiveness itself is a growth. My letter is all about the things that I will not forget, but I will forgive and let go. I will go on I will let go of all the pain that this has caused me and grow from it. I'm a strong woman. I am today because of my past. And I deserve to be happy when making my choices for the better for my family and future. So my list list is actually things that I won't forget. But I appreciate and forgive it because it's made me who I am. So, God, this is hard. Take your time. I was crying on yours, now I'm looking at mine going, oh, crap. (laughs) Um, I'll never forget being told, I'll cut you up and bury you in the backyard, if I've ever told my father's secrets. I'll never forget being afraid of my family. I'll never forget watching my parents in physical and verbal fights, and being put in the middle to choose sides. And then, was treated like crap, if I ever chose the other party. I'll never forget the feeling of being unwanted, or being, yeah, unwanted. I'll never forget it being an annoyance from yawning, coughing, sneezing, sleeping, eating loudly. I still say I'm sorry to the people around me, whether it's me just yawning. I'll never forget having to beg my mother to go to parent-teacher conferences, because all I wanted to do was share how proud I was of my own accomplishments. She's never, She never went. I'll never forget my adopted father shaking me back and forth hard when I didn't behave. I'll never forgive my mother. I'll never forget my mother beating me with a belt because I was testing her. I'll never forget my adopted father breaking my ankle. I'll never forget my teachers feeling sorry for me every time I walked into the office or into classrooms. I'll never forget how my family disowned me just simply because I'm my mother's daughter. I'll never forget my parents dropping me off at daycares or friends' house because they just didn't want to be around me. I'll never forget breaking my nose at daycare, and it took my parents four hours to come get me. I'll never forget breaking my wrist and dodgeball at school in the early morning, but wasn't picked up until school had let out two hours later. I'll never forget moving every year at least once or twice because my parents never smitten. They never... Spent their money correctly. I'm horrible with finances. Um, I'll never forget living in hotels. I'll never forget holding back my mother's hair while she threw up taking too much Vicodin. I'll never forget going on drug runs with my mother in early morning hours, 3 and 4 a.m., and then having to go to school the next day, tired. I'll never, I'll never forget having to go to court due to truancy, but it was because of my mother's fault. I'll never forget my mother never allowing me to say no to food. Whenever she ate, I had to eat too. I'll never forget being in strip clubs and playing adult games at a young age. I'll never forget my parents watching real sex in front of me. I'll never forget watching my mother cheat on my father. I'll never forget all the lies I had to participate with my mother. I'll never forget stealing money from my mother when I didn't want to. I'll never forget my mother calling me spoiled because her sugar daddies would buy me things and take us out to eat. I'll never forget counting my mother's tips from the days that she worked in the strip club because she wanted to make sure it was all there. I'll never forget my mother giving me medication to try it first because she was afraid that
3: she would be allergic to it even though, of course, it's not how it works. I'll never forget my mother robbing me of my education i'll never forget my mother always crying about her other kids that were taken away from her even though i was always right there with her (laughs) so sorry
1: oh let me be sorry about
3: i'll never um i'll never forget being a part of an exorcism Because my parents thought I was possessed when I was probably having anxiety attacks. I'll never forget being hospitalized for depression and trying to kill myself. I'll never forget being told that guys being creepy and touching my legs at a young age when they were calling me beautiful at six years old. They were just nice guys and they didn't mean no harm. I'll never forget that I never... Notice my biological uncle was romantically obsessed with me because I just thought he was a nice guy. that was a little off. I'll never forget having the cops called on me saying I was beating my mom when I just didn't want to hang up my clothes. I'll never forget that I was going through. It was part of depression, and my mother never reached out. They wouldn't say that. I hope all is well. I'll never forget that I'm the bad guy in her eyes, because I shut her out when my son was five weeks old. I will never forget all the heartache I went through, the broken marriage I saw, the lies I was around, the overall not being heard, only seen. I will forever, I will however forgive my mother. And my father, because they honestly didn't believe they did anything wrong. And I'm forgiving myself for feeling like I'm pushing people who don't understand why. Or punishing people. I'll never forget, because everything I went through has made me who I am today. I'm proud of who I am in this moment. And my son will never have to wonder his worth, because I put him first. I'll teach my son how to move forward and not to be held back like I was. I'm excited for my journey, being a mother and soon-to-be wife, and what this future holds for success. Uh.
1: Now that you've actually read that out loud, I know it's hard when you read it because it brings up old feelings. Believe me, I know. Some of the things that you read I've been through myself. See, I wrote a book about it. <laughs> Seriously I did. Overall, how are you feeling after reading it out loud?
2: It feels like weight being lifted off. I I harbor so much that the biggest thing that I have to do is forgive myself because I've been taking the necessary steps already to heal. But because my mother is a drug addict and everything, she, I will always be the bad guy in her eyes. And it's hard because I'm such a kind person that I feel that the choices that I'm making are, it's like I'm punishing her for something she doesn't understand what she did. And... I hate feeling that I'm hurting someone who doesn't understand why and, and but reading it out loud and, it brings to light that I have I've had a shitty childhood but I'm I'm glad I kinda of went through some of it and reading it because these are pinpoints that I won't forget because when I'm now taking care of my son I want to be able to make sure that I treat him as my son, be a mom, and the reason for this for me was
3: I want to be able to talk to him one day about why he doesn't know anyone in my family, but I want to talk to him and come from a place where I've healed and not that it's still causing me pain. Because I went through it with my mom, with her kids. She cried all the time. And it just made me feel even worse, unwanted. And I don't want to make sure my son ever feels that way. So I'm burning this
2: in hopes to just take it all in and know that I will be healed. And one day when he asks me about his mom, or my mom, her. Yes, yeah, Grandma. That I could uh, I could tell him the truth and not fall apart. Just be healed. Right. Sorry, I kind of went on a tangent. You, you're
1: fine. You're fine. That's what this is <laughs> for. <laughs> Gotta let it out. Uh, now I'm about to tell you a little story, and it's a true story. Because as I sit here and I listen, you know, you losing mom, you with mom going through everything that she's taking you through, everything that she's going through right now. Now, I still have my mom, okay? But she hasn't always been my mom. My grandmother raised me, okay? She raised me from birth all the way until she passed. And she passed when I was 25, 26. And that was a long time ago. Don't tell nobody. What? My mom was out. She was doing drugs. She was doing the it was always like I was the black sheep, you know, that I have a little brother that's underneath me, you know, and we're like the outcasts of the family. And for years, it bugged us. I mean, my little brother is 28, yeah, 28. I have to think about it. He's the same age as my daughter. Him and my daughter are like nine months apart, literally. We are the black sheep of the family, you know, it was, I was a whore because I had a baby at 13. You know, I couldn't do anything right. I, you know, but she was the best grandmother to my kids. As you said, a shitty mother to me. But she was a hell of a grandmother to my children. And I'm not saying that your mom would be that way to your child. But the problem, you have so much anger and animosity towards your mother till you're not giving him a chance. Because you may be a reflection of her some kind of way, you know? And it's not the fact that she doesn't know or understand. She does. But they have to get to a point in their own life where they're willing to sit there and do what we're doing right now, face their own truth. And a lot of people can't do that. You know, It's they're constantly chasing a the high. They're constantly, you know, they they want to run. They want to do everything else. And they need somebody to blame. So guess who, who, guess who gets it? Somebody's got to take the blame. Is it fair? Hell no. No. But you can't change that. You can't change who your mother is. You don't want your son growing up having animosity towards you because you have animosity towards her.
2: That's why I want to get to a spot where I can be in that forgiveness state. And, then and
1: you'll, get you'll get there. You'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah. You know, it's going to take time. But like you said, you got to forgive you. And then you can forgive her. Now, it's not about her forgiving you. So, that's never you, can, you can get that. Yeah, I'm about to say, get that out of your head. Don't try it. Because it's probably not going to happen. But as long as you get to a point where you're comfortable in your own life, like, hey, I'm comfortable with it. I've faced it. I've been there. I've done that. I've moved on. You know, it is what it is. Now, I did mine live. For everybody, so they can see my face, so that way they can hear from the horse's mouth. And what I told everybody, the old me is gone. And I used to let people, I have. I used to have a kind heart. I still have it. Don't get me wrong when I say I used to. But I used to do, 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 and do. Somebody can call me 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, you know, can I get a ride? Can I go do this? Can I go do that? What am I doing? I'm getting up and I'm going to go do it. But it's not reciprocated. It's like I can call somebody. Was just
0: talking about
1: that. Yeah, I can call somebody and say, hey, can we go? Let's go. Oh, well, I can't. Mm. And I just spent five days in the hospital. I was in the hospital from Monday to yesterday afternoon. From Monday morning to yesterday afternoon. And I had five days. And I can name the people that reached out and say, hey, how you doing? How you feeling? You know, I said my prayers and I sat back and I sat back and I said, you know what? I can't do this no more. Me worrying about what other people think, me worrying about other people's feelings has got me in a situation where it's life or death. I didn't know my heart stopped until they said, hey, nurse is running. Do you know your heart just stopped? What the hell? I'm watching TV. What? Really? Didn't even know it. So I said on mine, I have to let that go. If people cannot support me, good or bad, it's time to cut that loose and keep that going. You can't sit there and be at a standstill because life's gonna keep going whether you stop or not. It's gonna keep going. It's gonna keep going. Whether you here to see it or not, it's going to keep going. And I had to stop. My son looked at me and he said, Mom, what do you really want? You know, I have sisters, I got a sister, I have brothers. I only deal with a couple of people. And everybody said, well, why are you only deal with a couple of people? Because, one, I don't have time for your lies. I don't have time for your drama. You only call me when you want something. So if you can't pick up the phone and say, hey, how you doing? Send a text. You got to call me. Send a text. She's gone. You know, I even had to give thanks to my ex-husband. I used to hate this man to death. I did. Hated him. But I was like, you know... You play the role in this t- because people only do the things to you that you allow them to do as an adult. But I had to tell him, thank you. Thank you for messing up so bad so you gave this man an opportunity to love me the way I deserve.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to chime in with what exactly you're saying. So um, my son, will, he won't know my family until he's ready. You know, I'm not going to put it out there for him to just have it. When he's ready and he wants to reach out, he can but um, my significant other, he comes from, um, I would say, well, he's got stepmom, stepdad, or yes, yeah, stepmom, stepdad, because his parents are divorced. Mm-hmm. I uh, told him, I'm sorry that you went through that pain, but our son now has two sets of grandparents because he doesn't have them. They're mine, but it's a blessing. So even though it was suffering... We have to be grateful for it because now he has those grandparents. So it's kind of correlates. I think, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It's 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 a blessing.
2: Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Some things, pain will happen, but. Yeah. In the end.
1: Yeah. Because like I didn't know my dad's mother. She was murdered um, in nineteen seventy seven by police. So I didn't get a chance to know who she is. My so dad's dad. I think I met him once. Maybe. Once. Me and my dad didn't get along. A lot of people didn't know that. He couldn't stand me. He hated me. (laughs) Literally hated me. And I knew it. You know? He was no shame about it. He hated me. And it was always like, okay, boys got everything. I was the only girl out of 21 boys. You know, until the last couple of years of his life, I took care of him. Made sure he was going to the doctor, meds, everything. Until finally, I finally asked him, Dad, why did you hate me so much? He said, because you're so much like me. <laughs> oh, wow. He said, looking at you and watch how you do everything, it's me. All over again. Mm. And I got it. But it took over 30 years for him to come clean before I actually got it. You know? And I have siblings. Don't ever. them. I'm not going to say that. A couple of them do. You know, it was dad, dad, dad. But you got some... That's, what can you do for me?
3: Mm
1: -hmm. And I had to cut them off too. Because if you're looking at your own father that way, I'm just your sister. (laughs) If you're looking at your own father, what can you do for me? I had to cut that loose. You know, me and my husband had a conversation Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday. And he said, you know what? You have mental funerals a lot because when i don't want to deal with something or i feel that it's a hindrance i have a mental funeral i mentally it's gotta go because it starts to interfere with what i have going on in my life so therefore gotta go and i said live, you know i don't care if it's a family member a so-called friend i have a friend that was a friend for almost 30 years turned her back no you know and it's just like okay will you ever trust anybody that much again. Or. I'm riding the fence. <laughs> you know. I'm, I'm riding the fence on it. You know. Somebody that you've known. Your entire life. Damn near. How could you turn your back. On somebody that you don't even know. You know. But. I'm not mad at her. But I can say. We will never be friends like that again. Now that I will say. You know. If I see. I'll speak. But. The old me, she's gone, you know? And I have to say, you have to, you got to do what's best for you. Like I was telling you, can't spare people feelings. Yeah. Because they're not going to spare yours. Mm -hmm. They're not going to spare them. And it's not to say that you want to be mean, you want to be nasty.
0: And we had a conversation about that before that's about like, well, what's the worst thing that could happen if somebody hears it that you don't want to hear it? (laughs) Yeah. And it was just like, you know, well, we thought they, about it. They just don't talk. And maybe, <laughs> who knows,
1: you know. And the problem with does. that is, they need to hear it. Yeah. They needed to be sitting right here with us.
0: Yeah.
1: Watching you read this. So that way they know that, hey, this isn't a game. It's not funny to me. It wasn't funny to me then, and it damn sure is not funny to me now. And even
2: though we don't talk about it, it still exists.
1: <laughs> exactly. And that's the problem. We don't. Exactly. Talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because everybody wants to be heard, but don't nobody want to listen. Exactly. And that's where this comes in at. And that's what I was telling some of the other young ladies that are not ready. You guys have come a long way to actually put this down and ready to move forward. Because you got a lot of people that still hold on. It's like...
2: You have to be in the mental yeah. state to do this. You really do. I started... So my son is nine months old right now. Mm-hmm. I started this own self-journey when he was five weeks old. That's when I started cutting people out, when my mom would not reach out when I was going through postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. When That's all I wanted was somebody just to be there because it, it's very difficult. But all you I are. I uh I cut them all out, and that was hard because I was in the middle of going through all that depression.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You but had changes in friendships, too. Yeah. You saw who was still there and who wasn't. You do. Exactly. You, you know, do. It's a whole another world and, and now that he's nine months you can tell I've, I've had to get to a state so it wasn't overnight to just say I'm going to write course, this and go for of course it not. Um, so yeah for those people that are still harboring it, it it does take a while but for me it was just
1: it, it does and I told you know one you of them you have they're to like, get well, to a certain state for you it. have to get there and it's not to say that they're not ready I think a lot of people are afraid of being judged
2: yeah, but that's, what you, you, that's where you have to get to that point where... You've got to like, get to that point where <laughs> you don't care. Exactly. When we were talking um, before we were going to do this live, actually, we were both considering maybe not, and when we were kind of reading over each other's, because
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, we wanted to kind of get an idea of how we were going in to get our jitters out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why when I said, you know, I'm reading it, and I'm thinking about my own, and... Was thinking about how, yeah, you need to, you, if you if you didn't say it out loud and you didn't, maybe it would uh, impact somebody else who's having the same things. Like exactly. you mentioned, your mom yeah. and and mine having that, right. knowing that it could draw some sort of connection. And then, right. worst case scenario, the person that you wrote this about hears it. And it's just something that you've already been trying to express. But you know what? I wouldn't even
1: say that's the worst case. That's the best case scenario because you want them to hear this.
2: That's true. See, yes.
1: They Mm -hmm. need to hear this. But
2: that's the feeling that you feel. Yeah, you do. When you You are thinking about letting it out. You do. You feel like, great, that's the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to hear this and they're going to judge me on it. Well, you know (laughs) what?
1: I did. I've done one of these prior. The only thing different is I gave it to them. My daughter's dad. Now, Everybody knows my daughter passed away eight years ago. It was eight and a half now. And he was the driver of the vehicle. So for years, I have blamed him for it. Part of me still does. I, I won't sit here and be like, oh, well, you know, I, uh, I'll be lying to you. Part of me still does. So I wrote him a nice four-page letter. On what I felt about the situation. And I told him, you know, I, to this day, wish you were the one laying in that bed that died. A lot of people think I'm wrong. do you're wrong, you know. And even when my dad was alive, Lord rest his soul, he was like, don't you ever wish death on nobody like that. I was like, but that was my child, you know. And I couldn't get it and couldn't get it and couldn't get it and couldn't get it. So one day, I sat there and I said, you know, everything happens for a reason. God had a better plan for her in heaven than he did down here on earth. But that doesn't mean I like him. Does not mean I like him. Now, I'm at a point where I could be in the same room he's in. I've tried it. Okay? I've honestly tried it. Kudos to me. (laughs) Because I tried it without trying to want to, you know, had bad (laughs) thoughts. Because every time he would come around, I had bad thoughts. Oh, do you want to go kill him? Do you want to go do this? I wanted him to feel the pain that I felt. Because I asked him one day. How do you sleep at night? So very well. And it took me somewhere, you know? How do you feel that you sued me? You know? She wasn't even cold yet. And I'm getting lawyers serving me papers. It wasn't supposed to happen like that, okay? So one day he said, you know, literally about a year ago, he's seen me and my husband. He was like, don't you think that I have a hard time with this? Don't you think that what happened to my daughter I don't feel? Don't you think that she died because of what I did? And I looked him in his face. I said, thank you. Because I've all, only wanted the truth. That's all I've ever wanted was the truth. I still don't like him. Let's be clear. But I tried being in the same room, you know, I'm trying to be the adult sitting in the same room. And he brings it up let it go so but he changed the story well you know I wasn't the cause but keep in mind a couple months before that he said he was you know so i have a hard time with dealing with that you know and some people say well let it go she's dead i've heard that you know i've heard it all and at that point it takes me somewhere else but you know the ironic thing the person who said it lost one of their kids. Mm -hmm. And part of me said, ha ha, that's what you get. Now you feel the pain that I felt. But then it was just like, "Mm, that was that bad. You know how you get them voices in your head, just like, that's what you get. Uh, But the bigger part of me said, no, because you don't ever want that pain to be on nobody. You don't. That's why you should be careful when you say certain things. So I said that to say this, doing this, this is the first step. Now you just have to, like you said, I, I forgave you for all of that. Leave it alone. Mm-hmm. You forgave. You don't forget. Oh, it <laughs> like,
2: shaped me who I am. I can't. I'm an you can't. And that's why I, I tell everybody.
1: I tell everybody that <laughs> your past is who make you are today. Yeah, if yeah. you're trying to build this future, you need to know what happened back there because it's still. You're gonna still probably have some sleepless nights. You're probably gonna still. Certain things that you hear or see is going to strike. and then yeah. you have to realize I've evolved from all this. And I hope somebody listening, yeah, even if they don't want to come to a burn <laughs> ceremony, mm-hmm. they come to a point in their life where they're ready to say, I'm done. Whether it's an abusive relationship, yeah. whether it's a toxic friendship. Because we all have had them.
3: Yeah.
1: We've all had them, you know... One person you confide in, and you're wondering how everybody else knew something, and then it comes back to you, You're like, I only told you, so I know where this is coming from, you know? (laughs) We want to evolve. This is about evolving from the next level. You're like, you said, you can't really get married. You don't want to be married taking all this baggage, because this is is, is baggage.
2: I think that's why uh, when I was... We were talking um, before this whole thing came up was, yeah, exactly. I want to do it. I want to get into that marriage where it's, I'm stronger and, yeah, I don't have all of this baggage going on. And mm-hmm. I, I won't forget because we were mentioning a lot of that that did, that happened or things that I went through. For instance, like, when I put in my letter was, uh, my mother beat me with a belt when I was testing her. And what I met by when I was testing her is... I was a kid, you know, I would go, I want to drink a water, go to bed. I want to drink a water, go to bed. I want you, you, you're a kid, you're testing. My son's going to get to that point, you know, he's going to test me. He's going to go, well, I just want one more cookie just, or, or just let me, I'm just really, really hungry, even though he ate like 10 minutes prior to that. And I know that that feeling that my mother probably felt that testy feeling like, Oh my God, will you stop. I'm going to get to that feeling, too, mm-hmm. but I know what I went through, and I won't have that go through my son. I learned you to know, evolve from that and do something different.
1: I don't know. It's crazy. I just... I I, you know what I happened. won't completely agree with that, because we got whoopings. <laughs> we did. But...
2: But it well, wasn't me.
1: My siblings, guy, I just blamed it on them because they were older. Me, me. But... <laughs> Even as a parents, but I parent, almost
2: crazy as what she did yeah. Even it. as parents,
1: because see, I had I had a daughter and two boys, and my two boys, oh my god, <laughs> even right now, the joker's get, and they're grown they get on my nerves. You know, he's going to test you. He's and it has comes to a certain point where you're going to have to do some type of discipline with him. I'm not saying oh, yeah, that.
2: No, I know, but I'm I not saying you go she... get
1: a belts Which, and whoop them. And that's probably what's wrong with some of these kids now. Some of them need the old-fashioned ass whooping. Some I'm just going to be yeah. honest with you. That's all they need. But yeah, you know, I just what, know is, what
2: it felt like when it was an abusive one of course. and not discipline. Yeah,
1: there's like a big difference. A, yeah, there's a, a big difference on that. Because and a lot of people don't know the difference to that. I,
2: I can, I can understand. Trust me, I get it. Spankings and whippings yeah. and... Yeah, no, oh, I, yeah. I I'm not gonna be the one that straight up just go sit in the corner type because you you can't necessarily always be that. I one. don't,
1: you know, I don't. I'm not, I'm not that person. I'm... And my son does that <laughs> with his daughter, and she's only one. See, my grandkids are both one. Now one son is like, I'm about to beat his ass for this. <laughs> Other son is like, go sit in the corner. I said, now which one do you think is going to be the better method? <laughs> you just let her go sit down, which means you've given her time. To figure out, how am I going to get this past dad mm-hmm. and get away with it? Him, he already knows. If I do it, I'm going to get away with it. So, do I want to with it? Exactly. <laughs> or
0: do or, I want
2: one? It it's kind of funny. We're just on a tangent on this. What were the moms that are, like, go in your room.
0: I All mean, right, I'll go in my room. I yeah, I was a teenager. You tell me to go in my room. Oh heck yeah! I want <laughs> to. There. Yeah. right I there. Will, I <laughs> want. to be.
1: I want to be out your face anyway. Yeah. So I'm going to do something because I know which direction to go. So mm-hmm. you know what type of mom you want exactly. to be
2: exactly, and that's why that's where of this course. came from of when course. I put in the testing is because I'm going to be put in situations that my mother was put in when she had me, like uh, I mentioned in my letter about how. You know, I, uh, she always called, she always wanted her other kids. Um, well, my mom had, um, had her kids adopted out in the family and things because mm-hmm. she just was an unfit mom and I was the only one she raised, but she would always talk about the kids that she didn't have. Well, there's going to come to a time. That's why I'm burning this is I don't want to talk about the mother I didn't have. You know, I always wanted a, a mom, you know, getting married, a mom going to pick out a dress, uh, a father walking me down the aisle, you know, a father-daughter dance. You know, I want all of that. But for my son, I can't harbor all of that hate because I know what that felt when she said up all the stuff she wanted and didn't have. He He's going to ask me about his grandmother and I just want to be able to talk about it. I don't want to be like, man, I wish I had a better mom and then him feel sorry for me and cause pain and that.
1: Now let me ask what were your grandparents like or do you even know?
2: Um, the only one I know of is my uh, grandmother from my adopted father's side. and.
1: So you don't know about any of your biological? No. Okay and that could be an issue with your mom and I'm only saying that is because sometimes when we become parents if we don't have that structure mm-hmm. she doesn't know any better. Exactly. You know, That's
0: what happened with my dad. My dad there was so much instability in his life and if you look at the way a cycle can repeat mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Some of the stuff that happened to him from my grandpa was happening to me mm-hmm. in my situation. Yep. That's why we're burning this cycle. We're yeah. stopping that cycle.
1: You got you got to stop the cycle. You you have to stop it. And a lot of times they don't know what it's like to be parents. Like my mom, she's clean, she's sober. She's in church like almost every day, Uh, for real, and has been for years, you know, I had to come to a point in life where it was, okay, you're a mom now, you can't continue, and my grandmother, her mother is one of the racists, and she was nothing like that, you know, she was like, I don't know who kid you are, because you're not my kid, but life happens, And it just goes to show you can have the best home. Some people say, well, if you have two parents in a house, that means what? It means absolutely nothing. If you have a single parent to two parents to a grandparent, aunt, uncle, that means nothing. Some people just absolutely don't know any better. But doesn't excuse them to do certain things. Because if you don't know something, find out how to do it.
2: And um, one of the biggest challenges that I've had to go through is because I don't know my grandparents, I, my family disowned me because of my mother. And I am the black sheep, you know. I, I was the first one to graduate high school, go to college. I'm going to be marrying my soon-to-be, or my, uh, my best friend of 10 years, you know. Like, uh, I've, I've accomplished so much that I'm proud of. And one of the big things is because I had no home, no background, I built my own support. You're supposed to. And the girl sitting next to me um, <laughs> ha, is practically my sister. You know, she's she's been there through so much. And that's one thing I hope to reach out to other people is know that blood doesn't mean anything. And that was the hardest thing for me to understand and let go is I always held on to that. They're my mom. They're my father. I, I have to love them. I have yep. to get up. But yeah. Blood is, is nothing, it's who you choose. I mean, you yeah. have to choose to put yourself around those people. And yeah. I'm grateful every day that I have that support that I've built myself.
1: You really have to. Blood means nothing, like you said. Blood, just because your blood doesn't mean family, if that makes sense. It
3: does.
1: <laughs> because you, just because you're born family, mean you die family.
3: Exactly.
1: You know, and that's the way I look at it. I get more love and support from outsiders than I do my own family. And it used to bug me, it used to bug the hell out of me. That came to a point it was just like so? Yeah, you know, exactly. Now if I show up, right. I show up, if you show up, you show up. Just like at my coming of and renewal, half of my family probably won't even show. Mm-hmm. Do I care? No. I don't care. I will be there. And that's all that matters. When well, you get that in your mind that I don't give a damn about nobody.
3: <laughs> right.
1: Cause I'm no good to anybody else if I'm falling apart, yeah. you know, and you have to get to that point and I'm past that point. Now I just, they're like, you have a nonchalant attitude. I do about a lot of things. I mean, I'm not nasty or mean with it. I just mean what I say, You've you know, from I've past. learned, I've learned from it. Exactly. I've, I've learned. You've accepted People, it to learn. from. I've it learned learn. from it. Yeah. I've learned. And my husband even asks to this day, you don't go to this, you don't go to that. I, said, huh, huh. I don't go to my own family stuff. So I can't support your family if I can't support my own. And I'm a firm believer in that. And he was like, well, I just don't know. Blood thick in the mud all day long. I don't go to my family events. And I feel some type of way if I'm going to support your family and I can't go support mine. Because all of them did something. It's just I don't want to deal with the ones that are going to be there. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. kind of like.
3: Try you put yourself in a situation. Yeah,
1: I, I'm not. I don't have time. For that. I'd rather sit at home, watch TV, do other things than to. And it's not about facing reality. Because here's the reality I don't deal with you. I don't want to deal with you. I don't even want to be cordial with you. Yeah. You know? That's my choice. When, you know. a,
2: when I, we were originally planning a, we, a wedding. I was considering, before I'm at this stage, of inviting family members. Why don't you? Um, It's because I don't need it. I don't want to be a Jerry Springer wedding, and I don't want to be a bouncer at my own wedding, because that's how it would be. Yeah. (laughs) So that's where I I had to draw my line. I I get it. Where it's like, because people will be, there's just how they are, because they're toxic to each other, that it would just, I felt like I would have to be in the middle of, well, I'm sorry she doesn't talk to you and I talk to her and it's just, it just it wouldn't be a good But what you should do. So
1: I wouldn't put them in that setting that 'cause like you said <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, <laughs> I know about if it. it's my wedding day and I'm marrying my best friend. Yeah, I you, don't be to you don't want that. You don't
1: you don't Yeah, no, we wanna leave them <laughs> somewhere else. But what you exactly. should do you should do some type of gathering. You know? Can't fix everybody. Some people just don't want to be fixed. But at least get them in the right setting and you'll be amazed at what comes out of you. you never know until you You're right, your child. you never know. You never know until you try. I'm at
2: least at the point where I'm okay with letting it go.
1: Well, as you should.
2: And the older I get, um, it may change, just like we all are meant to change and
0: um, evolve and things. But, but we have to recognize this part, I'm... Mm-hmm good for us yeah. and he's going to tear us
1: You down. know what? It, it's not about that. Because you're getting your closure. But you'll never get your complete closure if they never hear this. Is what I'm getting at. Mm. The
2: thing is is they've heard it. That They've heard it but they don't think that they that. They When's the last anything.
1: time you told them? Uh, I mean have my... you told them as a full of, Have you oh, told yeah. them yes. in this stage in your life?
2: Yes. When my son was five weeks old.
1: I went but you said after that you were going like postpartum depression so you were going through something see so what I'm getting at is when well, you get a clean mind and a clean heart because they're gonna blame that on that they're gonna, oh, that they're was, gonna blame okay, that I would
2: say probably about a couple of years ago before I was pregnant um, I did I I went to my mom and because uh, she's still a drug addict you know and so I told her I, I wanted to help her because she went deaf from her drugs she went blind from her drugs she could see now but she's completely deaf and she's still Still does it, and I, I expressed my pain for her doing that because it came from love. You know, I didn't want her to do it because I I really do care about mm-hmm. my mom. My my relationship with her has always been I'm the mother, she's the child,
0: right. and yeah.
2: it, it was a very yeah. it's a very awkward situation. But I did express it, and when I did, she shut down and she came at me um very defensive, and that she did nothing wrong. She did everything she could as a parent and. That's why this letter was written by, I forgive, because of what she... She doesn't honestly know that she did anything wrong. Because I think maybe the drugs mentally messed her up and things like that. But I will never get that full closure because she will never accept what she did wrong. So this is my closure to let myself...
1: I wouldn't say that she will never accept what she did wrong. I think, in a sense, you're probably, (laughs) you're probably going about it the wrong way. Because what I'm hearing... You're trying to make it about you. It's not about you anymore. That's the whole purpose of this. It's not about you anymore. It's about her. And as long as you keep, well, this is how you made me feel, she's going to shut down every time. Like when we're talking to people, like when we're sitting here, like how we're talking to each other right now. Communication
3: goes both ways. It it does, but
1: we're talking to each other. Mm -hmm. But nine times out of ten, because we all do it, I find myself doing it a lot. Stop talking at her. You're talking at her. Well, mom, this is how you made me feel. You got to talk to her. Quit talking at her. There's a big difference, and a lot of people don't know the difference. They think, okay, when I'm expressing this, this is, you know, how I'm feeling. No, it's not about you. Quit making everything about you because now it's not. You have your own family. You about to do your own thing, and I commend you for it. I commend you for even writing this. But learn to talk to her, instead of talking at her. Because as long as you're talking at her, you're gonna get that same response. You're gonna get it every single time, and it becomes an argument. It becomes a disagreement. What's and then, an
0: example of like how she could say something?
1: To like, her like for instance, you know, you go and visit her, and she does the same thing, you know, or whatever. Just like, hey, mom. Now look, you know, we've been through this. What do you think we could do or you can do to get off of this because you're not you've already hurt me from it, but you're hurting yourself with my, start making it about her quit making it about you with you gotta mine, it
0: won't work
2: that way I've tried I've, I'm a person that's constantly moving forward and I learned from my past and
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, i I tried I, I can't she is very um, childish and young minded. that there's no... How old is your there. mom? Uh, She's in her 50s, but she's... Mentally? She's mentally not. I can't...
1: That's because the drugs have done so, so much So I won't till ever
2: have that full closure. You probably... This is my closure to know yeah. that I can be happy yeah, and to move forward. Because I've expressed how I felt. um, And not talk at her. No, no. I've, I've taken care of her. Like I said, I was... Holding her back with her hair. Yeah. I, I would go on these runs with her. No, I didn't want to. I, I was I was her rock when she needed a rock. I was her best friend. But I was never hurt. You know, I, I was. Ne- she never looked at me. What she made me through. So that's why this letter is you know all what? of that.
1: I won't agree with that either. And I'm only going to tell you that from experience. Because a lot of times when they do certain things, they look at it. You know, she may never, ever admit it. She looks at it. But the hurt is not it's not the fact that she doesn't understand it or she doesn't know it. It's the fact that she did it. And a lot of that disappointment is with herself. So... She doesn't want to hear it from you. She she knows. Yeah. When she says, "Well, I've done all I can do, and I've done, you know, what's what's wrong with whatever," because that's something that she has to repeat to herself over and over and over and over again. Right. And, and I And as agree a with that. and as a parent, we do that. When your son gets a little bit older, you're going to find yourself questioning a lot. I
2: agree with that, but because we can't ever have that adult conversation to yeah, move forward and not. actually have a relationship. I have to take the steps in order for me to know I can let go and have my family be happy.
1: You do. But and that's what this just is. just mother the mother, don't give up on her. Because there's a lot of people that wish that they could see their mother, whether she's in a mental institute, whether she's a nun, whether she's sprung out on drugs in a
0: corner, don't give up on her. I'm not saying I that you tried to do a little to, bit of my my, my experience here with Even if, no matter, like, how you take that crystal, don't take that, like, the wrong way. Yeah. But here's the thing, like, not, uh, I was going to say my dad, like, I didn't talk to him for, like, two years almost, because the situation with my abusive marriage was, like, don't talk to him, don't talk to him, don't talk to him. Yeah, we've been there. it was, like, I thought coming back to him he'd be angry at me, and no. he said no. He cried, and he was like, I just wanted to talk to you again. And that may never happen for you, and that may not be in the cards, but just, and it may not be the time now, if, if that mm-hmm. ever does change or that opportunity doesn't happen. It might not be right now. It may be down the line, and it may not happen. But I think what Vita's getting at is, like, be open in your right. head,
2: and I was gonna say yes, I, I am. I've already told myself that right now I'm not at a point. To, my my sores are still healing, yeah,
3: to so that. I'm not
2: into that point to let it happen. But there is gonna come a point which we talked about where I am gonna let her back in, but I. I won't forget. So you it have to be on your terms. Yeah, yeah. You, gotta, you, gotta you do have it to your learn terms. boundaries from it, and uh, that's what I have been doing for the past like year or so. Is learning that, but in order to get those boundaries, I have to let it go for a while, and then you it'll do, build.
1: But you have to also understand life is going to keep going whether you wanted to or not. And yet what I'm getting so at I is, don't want to put
2: energy in something that doesn't need my energy right now.
1: Right. <laughs> Very true. Very true. But. You also don't want to let those moments pass. Because if something happens to your mom, Lord forbid, knock on wood, something happened to her today, you're going to feel some type of way. You can sit there oh, and. Oh, yeah, of course. And, That's you know, the
2: only person I've ever known. Right. Know? So, right, yeah, no, of right. course.
1: So, although you're healing, you know, you're, although you're healing, and you have to heal, you, you really have to. But at the same time, while you're healing, by sheltering yourself or pushing yourself into a corner till you think you're completely healed, I got news for you. You're going to be in that corner for the rest of your life because it does not work like that.
2: I'm, to, I'm trying to get to a point of, let me put an analogy of, uh, you cut your hand open, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get that to heal. Well, I'm not going to pour alcohol on my hand right now.
1: I gotta well, get to my point. grandma, that was her go-to. <laughs> I,
2: I have to get to a point I just want to get to a point where I know that when I think of her, mm-hmm. I don't have mm-hmm. negative thoughts and I don't want to cry. I want to get to a point where when I think of her, she's there, and I can have conversations with her and not have to ever bring up the past. Let it just go. As in, how was your day? Because that's how I've always wanted to do it with her. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my mind, I was always harboring those feelings. You know, even though I want to have this relationship with you, I'm still harboring, I can't tell you how my wedding dress is going to look. Because you won't even ask. Or, you know, just always that sadness. Does she know you're getting married? Yes, yeah, she's known. And, um, she, thing is, is she still reaches out. She still reaches out. How's your day going? Hope all is well. She's doing it in a way of being selfish. She's not doing it to reach out to me. How do you know? Because I know. Um, when I was pregnant, nobody, my family knew, but I kept that private. Social media, everything. Nobody knew that didn't know me in person or was really close. And when I had my son, I didn't announce it on Facebook until he was about two weeks old. And um, instead of reaching out to me, She already knew I was pregnant. She knew I had my baby boy. I called her in the hospital. She took the picture of my son off of my Facebook page and put it on hers. I'm a grandmother now. Never reached out to me. It's always been about her. She is always, everything is always her. And it's just, I I can't, I don't want that.